I muted us for a second there, but I was quick off the draw. Yes! Hello, everybody. It is nine in the UK. Maybe slightly changed because the clocks are out of whack, but it's UK Cowboys time. How are we doing, Mr. Graham? Quiet week. Quiet week. Um, it's not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing, but I feel like we were on a roll. Um, you know, it's probably come at a good time for Zeke. Um, but yeah, looking to looking forward to the week off. Won't have too many eggs in the basket for tonight. I don't think the the uh, our friends in in Texas are going to do us a fa- uh, any any favors. But you never know. As as uh, as my dad says, that's why they play the games. Um, true. You know, so never know. How are you? Yeah, yeah, good. Like you say, it's nice. Like on one side, like to be selfish, the buy is nice because you get to have a bit of a break and you're just like, <sighs> and it's like, foot off the gas a little bit, just like take it all in, wash the first half of the season away, but then get ready for the craziness. Because you know, we've got like two games, and I've had a look, very nice 9 p.m. games here in the UK. Oh, both of them, a pleasure. Yeah. but what's even better then is that obviously, you've got Packers Vikings. Yeah, and then it's Thanksgiving. Uh, there's a nine thirty kickoff, so there's another nice one. Um, and then you're pretty much into the run of it. Then you're into December, so college is into its bowl season and all the rest of it. You got all the all star games coming up. It's a good time of year. I like it. It's very, it's very nice. But like you say, it was a funny you brought up this point uh, and. I'll hit on the fan rant part in a moment, but we'll hit this because this could be our first rant. Um, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned about momentum because, like, the buy is both can be a good and a bad thing. And like you say, that the Cowboys are coming off big game, big win, all all the parts are clicking into place and steamrolling, and then all of a sudden it's like, nope, stop, and you're like, uh. and they can't take the wind out of your sails. Yeah, it can. I mean that. It- like some teams will be desperate for the buy. I don't think the mm. Cowboys particularly were. We had literally just got Dak back in the full swing, and it's like, okay, you're back, but slow down. Yeah, you know, and then we'll have you're to, gone again. We'll have to pick it up again. But uh, yeah, bit of a test against the Vikings, and then we've got uh, the Packers to to give a bloody nose to. So we'll see how we get yeah. on with that. But um, yeah, if if we can give Zeke another week to. To, to recover, then that's fine. Um, yeah. Well, keep going. I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> no, it's just, um, you know, like, I, I don't think from the defensive side of the ball, I don't think they particularly wanted the buy at the minute because I think we're playing stellar defense. Um, yeah. Obviously, they've made a couple of moves on, on defensive line, which we'll get to talk about. Um, but on the whole, I think the defense is uh, flying at the moment. So, uh, if anything, they wanted to continue the season. But um, you know, everybody gets one. This is ours. So at least we can give Zeke more time to recover. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I had too many lights on there. It's shining. <laughs> I could barely see your pretty face, Graham. So I do apologize. <laughs> I just thought you had a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That never happened. That that light bulb up there, it, like I don't know, the fuse is gone. 
the, the gas is burnt out, the filament's burnt, the glass is all smashed. Yeah, there's not much going on. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, just remember, this is a fan rant show. So everything that we're discussing tonight is controlled by you, the viewers. Um, so we can see some comments already coming in. We'll bring them up in a moment. But basically, it's just an entire show. We usually do this show, and it's very, very popular for obvious reasons. We usually do it as the first like post-game show um, once the Cowboys season finished, wherever it finishes, whatever the, the, the first show is after that final Cowboys game. We usually do a fan rant show, so it gets a little heated. But this one... I think it's going to come in a little bit more mellower because everything's on a, a nice keel, as you mentioned, Greg. Yeah, um, yeah. So things are just moving in the right direction. Uh, and it's all about – and here's the funny part, right? Let's talk about this. When you think of, you know, like deep playoff teams, and this is something I was thinking about the other day. You think of deep playoff teams, what have they all got? They've got an efficient passing game. They have more than one running back they can rely on. And an elite defense. If you yep. turn around and you said, What are the Cowboys right now? You go, efficient at passing, two running backs, good defense. So it's like, you know, last year when we were talking about the the, the strength and depth and quality of the players uh the Cowboys had on their roster. Yep. That that was true. And it is probably in in retrospect, in some ways, when we were talking about it in the offseason, is better than this year's. But it's also quality in all the right places of what you need to make playoff runs and to win games. Yeah. I think what are the differences from last year's roster to this year's. Oh, straight off the bat, I would say um, uh, an offensive line that's one year older, um, yeah. uh, a, a, a kind of more stable left tackle. Um, when you consider that, I mean, Smith in his rookie season, I think he's he's doing fantastically well. Yeah. Um, you know, it, you could almost think there wouldn't be any need for Jason Peters if we had two Smiths on the left side of the <laughs> line. Um, <laughs> that would that would be fantastic. Um, so, so much more depth at tight end. Um, I mean, hit. Hendershot and Ferguson are doing superbly well for for two guys that I I, I mean I, I will admit I questioned it you know two young guys you don't know like not being a particularly huge college fan I, I didn't I didn't know them particularly well but um, that's why I'm not in the Cowboys front office and they, they obviously they obviously know what they're talking about and they they've they've fit, fitted in superbly well. Um, we we haven't had the best of seasons from Dalton Schultz yet, but that's you know the alarm bells haven't rang because we have depth depth at tight end and um, they're doing they're doing extremely well. Um, yeah. Changes that changes the wide receiver, but like you said at the start of the show, we're we're uh, we're more than sufficient at wide receiver. Um, you can't what do you think as well? Like people are talking, right, Gray? And I didn't mean to interrupt, but you brought on a good one with the wide receiver, uh, and I'll let you continue. Is that people are saying? And I got to admit, Jalen Tolbert last week did not look good. I will say that straight at the bat, he was. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? In 
he was getting in the way is a good way to describe <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. It, um, you're not going to hit on all of your draft picks and you're certainly not going to hit on them all straight away. No. Um, it's it's too early to push the panic button oh, on, yeah. on him. But I would have certainly have liked a little bit more. Um, not not too concerned now that Michael Gallup is back and, and, and doing his thing now. Um, CD Lamb it, it seems to be getting better every week. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I don't think there have been that many concentration drops compared to last season, if we're still talking about last season. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's he's starting to become the number one. Um, would, would we have liked him to be a number one caliber earlier, obviously, but, mm. you know, they're, they're still young guys and uh, they're ascending all the time and long may it continue. Um, yeah, I mean, like, because yeah, you, 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 I'll, I'll bring up two points here yeah, and then uh, I'll let you have your next matter is um, people are saying with the Brandon Cooks thing and apparently that was millimeters away from being sorted. Issue I think that happened is they tried to do the trade after the Chase Claypool trade, and then yeah. all of a sudden, value on wide receivers all changed. Apparently, the, the same thing happened with the Packers, believe it or not. They tried to... Oh, I yeah, I can believe that. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, yeah, they, they went yeah. out. They tried to go out and get Jerry Judy. Um, mm. The Chase Claypool trade happened, and I think they were offering like a... a Maybe a second, you know, a second round. That happened, and they kind of just went, "We hold on now, Judy's better than Claypool. You, we're gonna, have, and we're gonna have to ask for more." And it just went, "Yeah." And I, I think that's what happened with Brandon Cooks as well. But what you can't forget is James Washington's coming back. He is. He is. He's not and far away. How how do you expect Jalen Tolbert to progress? Um when you have him at number four in the depth chart. Mm -hmm. um, he's, he's got to see the field. Uh, he's got to see the field to improve. Um, I have to admit, I, I've only I've only just heard little bits and pieces around it. I know Lauren put up in the private chat about 18 million in guaranteed money and so on. I would have been extremely frustrated if they had given up a second round pick for Cooks because... With the we coup. only we only just let literally we only literally just let Amari Cooper go. Yeah. What's the difference? I mean, I know I understand they're, they're two completely different receivers, but yeah, I mean, see, I would yes. see Cooks stretching the field more. Yeah, uh, you are correct that they are different types. They're, they're both completely different in skill set. I mean, like, but my trouble there is that. I'd be like, okay, great. You get Brandon Kirks, which patches up the problem. But now you've got a fifth round back. You've got rid of a $20 million wide receiver. And now you're giving away a second and you're paying $18 million. Yeah. So everything, yeah. like, okay, you save $2 million, but you've just lost a second round draft pick and gained yeah. a fifth. That, that's, they're not the same. You also need to ask yourself, if the, if both of them were available in free agency, who would you who would you go for? It's a Mary Cooper. Yeah. So it's it, even if even if they did bring Cooks in, it's still a downgrade. You've given up more in draft capital, and you're paying around the same number. So 
it was it it seems strange to me because it was almost as if there was a kind of admission that they felt they'd left themselves short at wide receiver. Um, I I I think it's clear to see that they were banking on Jalen Tolbert an awful lot Definitely. more. There was a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. Um, now that, that, was, that was back, obvious. Yeah. Now and, that and Michael like, Gallup's back, the, the pressure's eased a little bit. Yeah, I, and what kind of has helped is that Noah Brown kind of took a bit of that workload off for the first few yeah. weeks. But another part that makes that whole trade even crazier is, think about this, Mari Cooper is like 27 years of age. Brandon Cooks is like, what, 30, 31? So you're getting mm-hmm. an older guy in that stage. And Brandon Cooks comes with a bit of a, a, a little bit of baggage in terms of injury history as well. So you just kind of like, I, I get it. Because you need to get that wide receiver. But what the Cowboys, ironically, are missing isn't, which why Amari Cooper fitted so well in what he did, is what they're missing is an X receiver, that possession-style receiver. Yeah. Because we've got CD Lamb who can play the shot, the, the, the slot and the short game, and, you know, he gives you, he provides you with enough... Um, Give uh, you know his skill set provides you enough where you can use him deep and on the intermediate. Ga- uh, Gallup's your deep guy, mm-hmm. um, who's going to take you know, um, who's going to take safeties off with him. So, like, your route combinations kind of look a little squiff at the moment when you look at it because they don't have that 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 X type, mm. and that's what they're missing. And then you sit there and you go, Well, that was Amari Cooper. Well, it was, yeah, it was. <laughs> um, I mean, in terms of in terms of players that can stretch the field, have they considered? Do you think they'll consider Turpin a bit more? They they have to, I think, that, because gonna... if if they line up Turpin out wide, um, if I'm a cornerback, I'm taking a couple of steps backward. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because... the, the, the issue I think with with Turpin is that he's like what five foot nine. Yeah, he's like he's really short. He's, he's yeah. So like, even if you want to play him as a burner, most of your cornerbacks out there that you know that can match up against him are going to be five foot ten, six foot. Yeah, that's easy. Do you know what I mean? He, he's he's going to have to clear the corner a by a, a four or five yards oh, to get yeah. him over the corner. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um... and, that, and and Dak has really got to drop that ball in. That's the trouble. And I don't know what his route running is like, because honestly, I know I, there's some that you can see on tape, but like at this level in the NFL, like how's that? And I, I can't say how it's going to work. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the only, right combo. It's the right combinations that are the trouble at the moment. The only route I could see him having any real success on would be a stop and go. You know, yeah. if if he, if he plants a bang on fakes inside and then. On the nine route, yeah. but throw a bang nine at him. Exactly, corners are clever enough to to compensate for that. So, um, yeah, I can get I get that they, they don't have really have a receiver that can stretch the field, but I would have to think about when we did. You know, have they have they had a speed receiver for a few seasons now? That nobody comes to mind. Um, they're a possession team on offense. You know, they, yeah. They, oh, yeah, yeah, big time. They, going they down run third and short. They get the first down and they start all over again. Um, and nobody, nobody questioned the time of possession and the 
the short game when we were blowing teams away in 2016 and 2017. So it can work. It's not as if you need, you need somebody to take the top off of a defence. If you're good at getting the first down, that's okay. You know, you can you can get by with that. Um, mm-hmm. Plenty of teams have done it in the past. Um, so I'm not too concerned about somebody that can take the top off. But, um, you know, to- Tolbert, Gallup, Lamb, Brown in reserve, Washington coming back. Let's face it, there are worse receiver cores in the NFL. I watch oh, yeah. one every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and they, I mean, that... Yeah, I mean that's a good, and that's one that, that will be coming up, and we'll, we'll get you know you'll see that, and you'll see yeah. what everybody always says. Oh well, and it's do you know what makes me laugh? This is the bit that makes me crack up, right? <laughs> that you see it happens as it has in the past with Brady, and now it is with Aaron Rodgers. Like they all go, ah, oh, it's his receiver course. He's not helping. Um, you need receiver help. Yeah, in the past, when that's happened with Dak, it's always been, well, your quarterback makes your wide receivers better. Yeah, you know, like how quickly yeah. that narrative has turned. Yeah. when you get one yeah. of the the top dogs involved in this, you know, it's funny how <laughs> that that takes a very quick heel turn. That all of a sudden it's not Aaron Rodgers' fault; it's with wide receivers. But well. when it was happening with Dak, it was well, Dak he's not an elite quarterback, and you're just like, oh, you pack your like, ah. Oh. No. A small part of me thinks, you know, well, do you know what, Aaron? See if we weren't paying you $50 million a season, we might be able to afford to go out and compete in free agency. But <laughs> at the moment, you're taking up a fifth of the cap. So what do you want us to do? <laughs> yeah, I know, man. In our wild. He's got, he's taken so much money over there. I mean, I get that, but... You got to pay. You got to. Um, Tom Brady it, was never like that, and the guy has mm, more rings than he can wear. Mm, was he ever highest paid? No, no. There, there was no. times where he was earning like seventeen million when all that's, the other quarterbacks. That's in the what 20s. I mean. So they could go out and spend money on a the defense. They could go out and get him um, Moss or whoever. Yeah, it makes a difference. Right, I got a question for you and everybody at home. Because remember, you guys are taking over the show. So I'm going to ask you this question. We'll see what everybody's answer is out there as well. What so far has been your offensive player for the Cowboys? If you were to give the the award to offensive player of the first half of the season, that award, Mr. Graham, goes to... Tyler Smith. Ooh, interesting. Is that more because of, like... Thrown in the deep end uh, and given all uh, given this yeah. responsibility before, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, when, Go on, hit at, me, hit at, me with it. At the start of the season, let's face it, the sky was falling. <clears throat> um, you know, you had lost Smith until goodness knows when, middle of December, late December. Dak had broken his thumb, and you're just thinking, right, let's have a look at the draft class. You know, six weeks on, we are, you know, we're still in the, the NFC East title race. Um, mm, very much. We are not too far behind. Let's not put the, push the panic button just yet. They'll crack eventually. Um, and I think 
for Smith to come in in a rookie season with all the pressure of, is he a first-round caliber pick? The answer, absolutely, he's a first-round caliber pick. And um, I, I struggle to think of a rookie that has had more pressure because, you, you know, you could argue somebody like, I, don't, I mean, there'll, there'll be tackles that, there'll be tackles taken higher up the board, but I don't remember any of them having as much scrutiny as Tyler Smith. Um, Especially when Tyron went down. Um, You know, you you say first-round quarterbacks always have the pressure, but um, they're not expected to win. You know, teams are taking quarterbacks in the first round because they're they're simply, it's, it's a rebuild. You know, nobody comes in first year and goes goes on a playoff run. Just ask Pittsburgh that. You know, they're <laughs> they they're, uh, they're in a bit of a transition period at the minute. Um, so, yeah, for me, Tyler Smith, I think he's been superb. Yeah. And when you think about it as well, what's really cool that I like what what's going on with Tyler Smith, I think the players so far he's gone up against. And you know that, that saying of, um, you know, steel sharp and steel? Yeah. Um, no, I know Steele's yeah. on the other side, ironically, but um, you, you're seeing that with him, you know, that it's always getting better and strong because he's a, and he, he's on that that blind side. Um, so he's got a lot of work to do. Um, but I, I do like that. Ironically, I do have another question when it comes to the offensive line. So I'm going to have to change that slightly now. Okay. Thanks to that. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I can work it in. <laughs> but here's another one. Uh, and everyone at home, answer this one. Not, you cannot pick Micah Parsons. Okay? Defensive player for the first half of the season. Hmm. Yes. That was too easy. Do you know what? It, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pour my words into a nice big bowl of soup. Go on. It's Demarcus Lawrence. <laughs> I was waiting for it. It's I was waiting Demarcus for one or two names. Yeah. yeah, it's. I think the the they talk about one two punch at running back. Yeah. The the one two punch on the left side of the defensive line is superb. Um. Like you see, ninety and eleven lined up beside each other so many times, and it must it, <clears throat> it must give offensive coordinators headaches because does the tackle take Lawrence? Does the tackle take Smith? Mm-hmm. You know, do they? Does the tackle take whoever whoever comes first or second? Do if there's a spin move, you know, and and they go round the outside or whoever. You know who who comes in at left guard? Does the does does the stay man for man? Does the tackle move yeah. over? It it causes headaches, um, and I think it's I think it's working superbly well at the minute, um, keeping that defensive line lopsided, um, and then you've got somebody like a, a a Sam Smith or a Dorrance Armstrong, they're doing especially well on the other side of the line. Sam Smith. Oh, Sam Williams. <laughs> He's Smith over there with on, his guitar. Smith on the brain tonight. Uh, Do you know yeah. that? That's how much of an impression he's having on me. But yeah, mm. um, 
they have they have superb depth at defensive end at mm-hmm. the minute. And, and you, th- you think it always seems to be somebody... And this is what I like, right, with the defensive ends, is there's not just... There's not... what You know, like, the 49ers have got Nick Bosa. Don't get me wrong, amazing player, what he's doing, everything, yada, yada, yada. But think how easy it is, or not easy, but I suppose easy. In terms of scheme for us offensive coordinators, you go, stop Nick Bosa. Over at the Cowboys, they'll go, right, stop Micah Parsons. And they go, okay, what about Tank? What about Fowler? What about Armstrong? Yeah. What about Williams? And it, yeah. just because there is a different guy every week that teams are forgetting about. And that different player every week, there's mm-hmm. like, so far, there's no being, there's not been any one week the same way. Like you look last week, Fowler was starting to do things. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, but use a good one. Dog is bringing one in. Your best rookie on defense and offense. So offense, we already know that's going to be Tyler Smith. You've already mentioned. Yeah. Let us know at home if you've got a good, a, a different rookie on the offensive side. But who's your defensive rookie? I know what mine is. It's probably Daron Bland. Yeah, that's what mine would be. It's probably Daron. I mean, <laughs> I went to say Doran Armstrong because he keeps restarting every single, <laughs> yeah. every like single off season. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's probably Daron Bland. I think um, when you consider the draft capital they spent on Joseph and Wright, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think Bland sees the field before either of them. Well, um, he is. At the, <laughs> at the minute, we're only seeing Joseph on special teams. I mean, because um, you, you do... Oh, there we go. He, he, he's just made the comment, Sam Williams. So Sam Williams, yeah. Uh, but I would say in terms of what... Because Sam Williams has had some really good games. But I think Deron Bland is playing more of a... It's it's a lot... There's a lot more refinement needed in playing defensive back than it is defensive end. Like that guy at the moment is winning off just pure brute strength. Yeah. I would say with defensive end, you don't have to think about it. It's like if you're playing defensive end, you go and tackle the guy with the football. Yeah, especially with, in Williams's role. Exactly. But with yeah. Bland, um, you know, the, the, the move, they move around so much. They play, they play three safeties a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think. And he's he, playing the slot. He's certainly been surprised. Of the the off of the season oh, so far, definitely. Uh, I, yeah, for what they was he undrafted? <clears throat> Who did the draft? Bland did the draft? Uh, draft they drafted him. Yeah, yeah. But I th- think he was a sixth round pick or the fifth. He's definitely yeah, I, day three. Yeah, I had to think about it and um, <laughs> to get that return out of a, a day three pick is excellent. Yeah. Uh, so here's my next one. Who has been yours and everyone at home? Who's been your most surprising player in a good way? A good way. Mm. Um. Do you know? I don't even know why I had to think about it. It's Conor McGovern. Ah, interesting. Okay, hit me with it's, it. I it's got Conor mine. McGovern. 
because I I was huge. I'll admit I was hugely hugely critical of um, the way was left say. left guard looked at the time, um, but it's it's an above average offensive line, and Conor McGovern is a, start, is a starter on that line. So there is, especially when you've got a rookie on your left and uh, a work in progress at centre. Um, I think McGovern has obviously taken the opportunity to start and held on to it. Mm. Um, there was there was no kind of need. Well, certainly, we we don't know there was a need for them to bring in another guard at, at uh, left guard. I mean, obviously they've got Jason Peters, but I don't know if Jason Peters plays enough to unseat McGovern. Do you get like I don't hear his name yeah, mentioned you know, enough. Um, yeah. I would love to see the snap count because I think McGovern is still is still out in front. Um, yeah, we knew it was going to be a good defense. We did know it was going to be a good defense. But my question was on the offensive line, and they're playing really well. Good and enough. I think it's, moment, it's yeah. time I gave McGovern a pat on the back for a change instead of criticizing him. Yeah, and here's my one, and you'll know why I'm saying this name, and I am still not removing. I, I stick by whatever I say on social media. I will always stick by it, uh, and when people want to bring it back up to me, I'll go. I'll hold my hands up, and I go, yeah, I'm, I don't remove posts. You, you got me. And mine will be Brett Maher. There's a huge yeah. surprise. That's That's, I mean... He was on the practice squad days before the start of the season. <laughs> yeah, I know. He, he, wasn't, he, wasn't, he, he wasn't even on the Cowboys roster in the off-season. He kind of joined halfway through camp. Like as if they kind of just went, um, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and if you remember as well, they weren't even doing kicking practice. The kickers were sort of just like lounging around, sitting down you know, on the sideline or in the centre of the field. Just chilling out. They weren't doing much at all. Like even even the the um even like the media guys were just like, yeah, they haven't done kicking today. They were just kicking a ball against the wall. And you're just like, wow. And uh, so far, one mixed missed extra point, which was blocked. So you can't blame that on him. Two missed field goals, both beyond 50 yards, which by the way is the exact same stat number. As Justin Tucker, I mean it's it's superb. He's he's having a superb season, um, and I think I don't know if the pressure is is driving him on. But when you consider you've got somebody like um, Rodrigo Blackenship, I keep bringing up his name, but Blackenship, <laughs> according to ESPN, has an eighty percent field goal record and an eighty percent extra point record. That's that's pretty good. He had a couple of bad weeks with the Colts and they cut ties. Yeah. So it's not as if there aren't alternatives out on the open market that you can go and get. Um, thankfully, we haven't had to bother because Maher's having a, a great season. Um, <laughs> you know, could you see Brett Maher at the Pro Bowl? It's Probably. Not, it's it's not it's not out. You know, 
I think, it, I think at, at the moment his record, I think, is like 89% field goal rate. And he's yeah. just like, here we go. As long as it's above 85, we don't care. Um, <laughs> but just to answer Volante's question about, I'm assuming Smith means Tyron Smith. Tyron, um, yeah. yeah, he's probably looking December. He is back in training. He's back in the building. He's doing cord work and all the rest of it. Um the timeline is still somewhere around the end of December. So could be back for the playoffs, but then you've got to think of, um, you know, match fitness and all the rest of it. He's going to have yeah. to get into game shape, as they say. Um, so, yeah, still a bit of time on that one. I would say playoffs unless uh, something remarkable happens, as it always does with the Cowboys and the medical staff, mind. All right, here's one for you then and everybody at home. Before uh, before we move on, just a oh, yeah. point on Tyron Smith. Um, yes. They save nine and a half million on the cap if he gets cut. I'll put that out there. Mm. That's that why be, I think uh, Jordan Lewis is gone. That could be your receiver. Mm. Jordan Lewis, I think that's that's the last we've seen of him. I think so. Yeah, I, I think I was on. I thought it was on Brian and Lauren. I think it was, and I raised that point. Just yeah. This, the numbers, the numbers again are against him. He yeah, is, he is number, th- he is, at best, he is number three on the depth chart. You have Deron Bland, who has an, another three years left on his rookie deal. You have a second and a third round pick. It doesn't add up. There's a lot I mean, of depth at, at, at yeah. defensive back too. When you think of all the guys back there, you know we still got Kelvin Joseph, <clears throat> Israel yeah. McQuarmo, um. There's the the guys we took this year and the undrafted guys um, from FIU. I forget his name. We come back to me now. But um, there's all those guys, and you just think there's too much behind there for them to to have to panic mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's done. But here's the next question. Then all right, here we go. Who is your most surprising player that's played badly? You were not expecting him to be, maybe not badly, but you were expecting at More. this stage, yeah, to be better than what he is. Yeah. See, it's it's, it's a toss of a coin for me. And I, I think you know where I'm going. It's a toss of the coin between, between Schultz and Talbot. I expected more from both of them, but I'm Tolbert, probably yeah. I'm probably gonna give it to Dalton Schultz hmm. because it's hard to give it to a rookie. Because it is hard. It's, it is yeah. hard. You've got to give the leniency there. They're coming up against corners that have been there, done that, been to so many Pro Bowls, so many seasons. You know, they're they're not gonna get they're not gonna get phased by the, the slightest little juke or whatever. So. Um, but Dalton Schultz turned down the big contract. Let's Bet face it, himself, it, was, yeah. it was a big contract for Dalton Schultz. Mm. Let's not get carried away. He's not He's not the second coming of um, Rob Gronkowski. Um, <laughs> <laughs> turned down the deal, played on the tag, and I think that was last last time I was on the show we discussed, at, at the minute, he's failing, he's losing. Um do you think he's not... panicking when he's seeing like Jake Ferguson? Yeah, he, oh, <laughs> yeah, must you know, be. you're seeing those boys. Yeah, yeah. He must be. Um he's a good one, Jabril Cox. Very true. 
that could be one. That could be one. Uh-huh. But um, I mean, it's it's tough to get a, it's tough to get a jersey on that defense at the minute, or starting jersey on that defense. Yeah, um, like the linebackers. Like I think with Jabril Cox, the issue's been Anthony Barr that they brought him in. He's the free agent, big move. As soon as he came in, all the other linebackers on that in that group just all went down. One, it just went went click 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 click, click. and that yeah. means just Jabril Cox is gonna struggle to get on the field, and I think that's, that's the trouble. Um, but I have a question directly just for Graham uh, oh. during the, the rant show. Remember, this is the rant show. You guys take over. Uh, question for Graham: Tyrone Smith comes back. Do you, uh, if Tyrone comes back, is he strictly just the swing tackle, or do you move Tyler Smith to guard and put Smith at the left? <laughs> this is the tricky one. That's that's a great question. Mm. Um, Agree with you there, Lebarski. Very much. I, 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 while you think about that, just bring up Lebarski's yeah. um, comment. Yeah, and we'll get back to the the. The tricky one at left tackle with Anthony Barr. I it, it's an awkward one because with Anthony Barr, you see one play and you go, Oh wow, look at that. That's the Anthony Barr we know. And the next play just completely whiffs and disappears. And you just it's really weird. I don't know if maybe that's age and his body failing on him a little bit. Mm. I don't know, but he's just he's very much there on one play and gone the next. That's the trouble with Barr. And what you're hoping is you're just banking on the good plays outweigh the bad. But going back, going back to this tricky question, left tackle, let us know, what would you do at home, everybody? Come on, you're taking over this show. For for me, I would start both of them. I would start both of them because I'm a great believer and you play your best five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You play your best five. He's. I don't want to get. I don't want to get carried away with Tyler Smith. He's only played eight games. It's not like we're ready to hand out the seven the seven year extension just yet. Um. So. Tyler, uh, Tyler at guard, Tyron at tackle. If it's the same Tyron Smith we're dealing with, yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah, well, because he's always that's... been the, the the crown jewel of uh, of the de- of the offensive line. Yeah. yeah, I I if if Tyron Smith comes back and is Tyron Smith, if you know what I mean, you get. What yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah, of course. And you've got Tyler Smith at left guard. I don't know if there's a better combination in the league. Yeah, um, because here's, here's the ironic thing, right, Greg, is that we always talk at the moment about how good the right-hand side of the line's been playing. When you think Steele and Zach Martin, they've been playing brilliantly. You know, they've been getting that job done, especially on um, the run side. Like, the left guard position is a tricky one, but then all of a sudden you put the two Smiths over there. Like you say, then you just suddenly go, that's a nice combination. So now all of a sudden you've got a nice combo on the right, a nice combo on the left. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let's see where this goes. Andrew's made a comment that he doesn't think Tyron Smith will be around next year. And I think that's why they need to bring Tyron Smith back in because they need to know what they still have. 
Mm. You know, they need yeah, every yeah, bit, definitely. They need every bit of evidence because if they if they cut Smith, it could be a terrible move. It could be. It could yeah. well be. I mean, he could go. <clears throat> he could go for half the money mm. that he's on right now and play twelve games for twelve very good games for somebody else. He's still. He's still. I would say that, like, regardless, Tyron Smith, and this is obviously we're talking pre-injury year, so we can't say for sure. But pre, he was still a starting left tackle in the NFL, easy, without a oh, shadow yeah. of a doubt. Yeah. Like yeah. you could even go as far top ten, <clears throat> easy. The issue has always been in the last half decade is getting a full season out of him. Yeah. Um, that's the problem, and you have to bake that in with you know because availability, best ability. Yeah. Um, I always say that. Here's one for you though, Greg. Moving on from what, another question, and everyone at home, the most improved. I like that one. Who's been the most improved player this season? Um. That's a tough one between I, I I would have my two consideration for that would be McGovern or Odegizua. I think Odegizua yeah. has been has been better than he was last year. Um I What think, about Don Armstrong? Or has he always been yeah. this guy? We just haven't had we enough just, of a sample size. It just hasn't it hasn't registered on the stat sheet. Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. I think. That's what I think. <clears throat> Remember, we've we've moved on from two defensive tackles um because of the play of Osa Digizua. What about Leighton Van Der Esch? Van Der Esch I would say is doing well, but I would still, I would still have to think about the extension. <laughs> you know, you like he he signed the one year, the one year five million. Um, right now, I'm offering that number again. I'm not. I would not compete to keep Leighton Van Der Esch. I would like him around. He wants to stick around and play seventh season with uh, sixth season with the Cowboys, absolutely. But if somebody comes in with a, a silly money offer, um, best of luck, Leighton, and thanks for the memories. Um, it's, he's not he's not a flash player. When he does he does everything you need though. He does, he does. But when you consider the the, the flash players we have on defense at the minute, um... but I, I, here we go. Here's my one, and I know, <laughs> I know what you're going to say because I'm a Texas A&M Aggie. But yeah, <laughs> it's Donovan Wilson is the answer. It, it has to be. I mean, because he at the moment is maybe one of the best uh, box safeties in the NFL with what he's done from what he was like, and mm-hmm. you, you've seen. Mm-hmm smatterings of what he can do over the over the last you know 
couple of seasons, but this season, man, that guy is just a meat missile um, down there. And he's getting onto tight ends. He's getting onto running backs. Um, you've seen it all. So I, I, we, I we, saw him, we saw him flying to the backfield against the, was it against the Lions? He got a tackle for a loss against the Lions. Yeah, I think it was. You're right. Yeah, um, came out of nowhere too. Just like I literally think, peered into the screen and yeah, made a tackle yeah. down the hill. He's, he's yeah. enjoying. He's enjoying the Dan Quinn system, or mm. the, the three safety system, because it's given up. It's given him opportunity to play. Um, you know that, but the as as. Does Malik Hooker still have an injury designation? We don't we, we don't know yet because obviously they haven't had practice, so we've got no reports. But... So that's gonna help that's gonna help Wilson's numbers. Um but yeah, that's that's a that's a credible shout, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> so it is uh the fan rant show. So we have a rant on. Can we say yeah. in big capital about run defense yeah. is the most lacking? Right, when we're talking about, and, uh, you know, absolutely correct, the rant is on. So, um, <laughs> uh, with run defence, what the issue is, is it's not the defensive end setting the edge. It's not the middle of the defensive line plugging up holes. If you look at it, and they're all, loads of teams are doing it. They're attacking the cornerbacks. They're coming out wide. They're going off tackle. And it seems to be that, for whatever reason, the run defense side on the cornerbacks, they just they can't handle it. The only thing I will say, and I don't know what you think about this, Graham, is all defenses in the NFL have got a shortfall somewhere. The Cowboys at the moment is that they can't stop the run on the outside. Mm. But... They don't give up. In a game, I know the Bears, the Bears are slightly different. You know, we're talking about the number one running offense in the NFL. But when you go back and you look up until that point, yeah, okay, the run defense was bad, but we've only had like one running back score against the Cowboys. In a game where it's about stopping points, I don't yep. care if you're getting yards, just stop the points. Yep. And they are. The... I, th I think for me the the kind of comfort in defending the run came against the Lions. Um, the the offense wasn't clicking against the Lions, but at no point did I think we're going to lose this game because yeah. our our defense at at its worst is bend don't break. Yeah, and it they, is. they don't they don't break. They don't break. I mean, we um, we recover fumbles on the one yard line. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's that's how good the the line is. Um, I mean, obviously they've brought in Hankins to to be a space eater, and he is huge. Um, oh, yeah. So we'll see we'll see where that we'll see where that falls. Maybe that's maybe that's trying to address the issue a little bit. Um, so is Hankins now? Because here's a good question: Is Hankins? Your best best run defender on this team now. I would say he has the potential to be the best. He, he mm -hmm. um, I mean, having a quick look on ESPN, they have they have Hankins down to start over Bohana. 
Um, on early downs, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And I said this before, like a couple of weeks ago, when they took on Hankins, is that this isn't a um because like a lot of people say, Well, what does this mean for Neville Gallimore? And I was like, Yeah, not nothing really, but for Quinton Bohana means a lot because they, they're the exact same player, just Hankins is a little bit more experienced, a little bit more athletic as well. Um, they've they've brought him in for a reason, you know. It, it, when you already had nine off a defensive lineman, and they bring in Hankins, it's like, right, okay, something's broken, and they've brought more guys in here. To fill. <laughs> this room's getting pretty crowded, so um, that's a, you know, it's a revolving door we're dealing with. Um, Ten players to play four positions is lopsided, so. You know, Tristan Hill, second round pick. Was he getting it done? I think we've <laughs> found out. No, no, he wasn't. Because um, he's no well, longer here. Simple yeah, I mean, bear in mind he's straight with another team. What do you make, uh, everybody at home as well, with the Tristan Hill move? Do you think that that's just a case of um, too many bodies? Too, too many bodies and... He didn't. The, the potential was never realised. Second round pick, like I said, um, they've they've tried to fix it. They've tried to fix it. They've brought in a lot of defensive help, interior defensive help. Maybe not, you know, first round talent like a, you know, like a, a first or a second day pick, but. It's 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 on the radar as um, you know the school report card must do better. <laughs> you know, needs needs focus. Needs more. Um, yeah, needs more. Uh, needs to apply themselves better. Um, I had a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> Mike needs to stop dreaming about cowboys football. <laughs> yeah, it always seems to be daydreaming. That's what they used to say. It was like, yep. You're just boring. <laughs> Do you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to think, um, what would the fan rant show have been like after Dak broke his thumb? Oof. I think we'd, we'd be on to one o'clock in the morning. I know. But I think tonight's show is a realisation that we're, we're in a good place. It's not so bad. We yeah, exactly. In, we are in a good place. Um, I think the big... And was it the Bill Lebarski brought up a comment? The most improved is Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Do not <laughs> underestimate. Do not I... underestimate Mike McCarthy's six and two record because um, Cooper Rush was put in a good position to go and get those wins. Yeah. And Mike McCarthy deserves his credit just like everybody else. And, and here's the crazy part: is we all go on about. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we certainly would. We certainly would. Yep, I'd be asking Mike. Um, <laughs> give give me a centre. Who's my who's my who's my Tyler Linderbaum? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, funny enough, we might be doing a, a bit of a draft show next week, just for the post game side of it all. Oh, oh I can Brian tell you guys me. are excited. You nah. guys are excited. Uh, you, you, uh, uh, do you know what, right? I watch so much college football. 
on a Saturday, and I, I run back games back so much. But you know, before I've been watching an NFL game, and I'm looking at it, and I'm going like, I didn't know TCU was playing LSU this. And I, I, I'm watching it, and I'm like, wait a minute, no, this is the wrong colors for the wrong league. <laughs> they're, they're not. They're, this isn't that team in black is Baltimore, not LA, uh, TCU. <laughs> What's going on, yeah? Uh, it's just mad, like so. I yeah, I do, I do. Well, you know, I do. How much we love it, but yes, for, uh, um, for DJ Dog, it was the uh, Tristan Hills now on the Cardinals. Cardinals, correct? Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, let's go back though uh, and just say a moment that the Cardinal uh, Cardinals, damn it, that <laughs> that the Bears gang. Now yeah. we always go on about him and how annoying he can be. But Callum Moore called a really, really good game. He, there was a lot of good concepts in there. There was. He, he yeah, he, he had. We talked about route combinations earlier. You know how things are missing. He managed to deal with that in this game quite well. With um, a lot, and he even threw in. If you look at it, uh, that touchdown that Dak run was a designed run play that he put. He put that into the playbook, and he called it just at the right time and. There's a lot there that he did quite well. And I, I, I was actually going, okay, I like what you're doing, yeah. And another yeah. one, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I see what you're doing. Yeah. And the, um... I know overall, I know overall, <clears throat> if you go through the entire season, you go, Ooh, I don't know, he calls it a bit soft. You know, I call him the inverse Garrett. But that Bears game showed a lot that, Whatever it was he decided to go out and do or whatever he saw or what the process was, was much better. Um, and midway through the third quarter, I thought the Cowboys were relentless. You know, mm. 14, 14 points first quarter, 14 points second quarter, 14 points third quarter. Um, we, we survived a, a slight comeback from the Bears – in, in the second quarter. Um, but again, a game we never, ever looked like losing. Yeah. Um, which you would expect. Let... You would expect, but they still got the job done. Yeah. They, I mean, they were just playing. What the Cowboys were doing there is they were letting the cow, uh, the Bears play, you know, they were playing the clock, basically. And that that is what happened, is the Bears <laughs> basically run out of time. Um, so it was, it was, it was a good, good, Form this to see them in, but here's an interesting yeah. um question for everyone rank the three teams. So, how would you rank the offensive team, defensive team, special team in orders? In, in, in any particular of those orders that you like, orders, order, orders, orders, apostrophe, yes, maybe. <laughs> but, um, how would you rank the three separate parts of the teams? Oh, defense. defense would be first. Defense is top. It's no no yeah. question about it. Defense is first. Um, that that Lions game in particular was was something. That, I know it's only the Lions. I know they're one in six, but our offense was choking on something they they had swallowed, and the defense coughed it up for them. They 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 brought the defense won that game. I know it's offense score points, but that defense won the Lions game. Um, offenses win games, defenses win championships. Um, you know, that's an interesting comment from 
the big Lebowski putting uh, special teams second. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can see it. Uh, you're asking the question because our special teams have been next to flawless. Mm. Um, Consistent. I think we've given up one trick play on special teams. Mm. Um, but who hasn't? You know, yeah. who, who hasn't? Um, I mean, like, you look Turpin. So when we talk about, you know, special teams, Turpin, I think off memory is like fourth in return yards, fourth yeah. in average. And I think he's got the second longest return this season. Um, we spoke about Brett Maher. He's like in the top 10 of most accurate kickers. Brian Anger is like, in terms of like hang time, I think he's like third, which mm -hmm. is crazy. He's also got the longest punt on the season of 84 yards. It, it, it's <laughs> good. It's, it's, it's tremendous. It is tremendous. Um, I'm still going to put the offense second, though. Because um, they've got to score you the points. They, they've got to score you the points, and they have been without Dak for the longest time. Mm -hmm. um, so I would still put I would still put defense second if if the if the special teams were returning a touchdown, a punt return, you know, fumble, whatever, and scoring yeah, yeah. points every weekend, I would probably put them second. But I still think the offense is um, not brilliant, but it's good enough. It's good enough, and I think once once Dak finds his rhythm like he did against, I mean, you saw Dak find his rhythm against the Bears, um, forty nine points. You can't ask for much more than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's an ascending unit, um, and then the special teams uh, have been next to flawless. So yeah. it's it's it, we're in a good place. We're in a good mm -hmm. place. Um, I don't think I don't think there'll be any. Late nights on the bye week from the, the the coaching staff. I think they'll they'll go home at reasonable hours, fairly content. Um, hope that everybody rests up, nobody does anything stupid, um, mm. and we'll come back and, and go again next Sunday. All right, and I'm, I'm going to ask everybody. These are the last three questions um, that we've got here, and then we'll wrap this show up. Is first of all, the, the what do you think the score is going to be? For the Thanksgiving game, so that's against the Giants. <laughs> hmm. Um. I'm not. I'm not as high on the Giants as everybody else seems to be. Yeah, I'm with you. Um. Let me just bring up the Giants schedule. Because it's not too bad, I don't think. But I could be wrong. I might be thinking of the Eagles schedule, which I've looked at. A quick glance, a quick glance at this schedule. Um, when they have come up against a winning team, they've lost. So Jets, Cowboys. Yeah, they've only got two losses. The two, the everybody else, everybody yeah. else they've played, as far as I'm aware, has a losing record. That says it all. Yeah. So what would your score be record. then, Mr. Graham? I'm gonna go. 
I'm going to say that the, the Daniel Jones Wildcat finally comes off the rails, and I'm going to go <laughs> 27-14 Cowboys. I like it. Uh, I like I it. Think That's a decent they'll, score. They'll start. I mean, respect to the the Giants' D. The Giants have a decent defense, <laughs> um, but they cannot expect Daniel Jones to run the Wildcat like he's been doing. Um, I mean, they even shifted one of their wide receivers. Yeah. Um, I bet Daniel Jones didn't thank them for that one. I mean, Kadarius I don't know. Tony, I don't they they know. shipped off Kadarius Tony, didn't they? I don't know the Tony situation. Maybe he was unhappy. Maybe he's in a contract year. I don't. I, it's a giant, so I don't particularly care. Um, yeah. but no, Tony's only like his what second or third season with them. It's like everything else. If Saquon Barkley goes down, they are stuffed. Well, I mean, in a nutshell, <laughs> I have spoken to the guys over in UK Giants, and I'm like, well, what, what would you do? Because like, the awkward thing is, Barkley is a good running back. He's just often injured. So yeah. like, what do you do there? Do you know what I mean? But my next question to you, the Christmas game that's against the Eagles. So see what I did there? I'm using the holiday games, but they're also divisional games. It's not what I did. Like, like I made the schedule. Look what I did. No. But <laughs> the Christmas game, which is the Eagles. Yes. Uh, now, that will be an AT&T as well. So mm. pressure is on both of those teams there, uh, the rivals. How do you think that game's going to go? It's... Um... <laughs> What's the what's the the kickoff time at the moment? Is it a... for Christmas? For Christmas, yeah. So I it's shall a... tell thee. Here I got it. Yeah, it is. Go all the way to the bottom. Boop, 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 boop. Nine twenty-five. Nine twenty-five UK time. Um, I'm going to say that gets flexed. Can it get flexed to the the? It's the part, you game? don't you don't know. I'd, I'd have to check. Anyway, if it, I mean that 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 has the potential to be the game of the season. Could um, be. It's, it's going that way. I mean, like in terms of viewing figures, because mm. um, right now you're putting a, a seven and O team up against a, are they seven and O? Yeah, they are. Yeah, seven and O against a six and two team. Um, you look across the league. You have teams top of the division with a losing record. Um, yeah, like look at the South. NFC West. The yeah. South and the West are terrible. Um, do you know what? It's, it's not unheard. It's, it's, there's a strong possibility you get three teams out of the NFC East. Could be. Uh, it, it, it could happen. I, I don't think it will, but it could happen. Mm. Um, I, think, I think by then the Cowboys will be in a good enough position to edge it. Um, yeah. I think Jalen... Um, Jalen Hurts is a better player year in, uh, year out. He he is getting there. There, are, I, I'm seeing I'm seeing Hurts making throws that he couldn't make in his first season. Um, I think they're couldn't make them in Alabama. <laughs> their their wide receiver core, I think, is still better than ours. Um, yes, and they, they 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 have a good defense. Um, 
the, good the offensive line. The difference is going to be our running game against their passing game. It's going to be high scoring, but because it's at AT&T, I think we're going to edge it. I would yeah. say if you give me a score, I would give you 42-32 Cowboys. It's going to be a, a, a heavyweight slugfest do you know what i'm gonna make you do that night because bear in mind it's christmas eve and i'm gonna get you online now i know this every time there's a touchdown we have to do a shot <laughs> and if it's 42 32 we're gonna be ratted <laughs> we both have young kids mike is that the smartest thing to do <laughs> i know i, I I did one year try to put a, a small, which is still up, by the way, uh, a small, you know, like them little play kitchenette things kids have with yeah. them plastic food yeah. and everything. I put that up drunk on a Christmas Tra Eve night. You remember, Travis is going to have you up at half six in the morning. I know. <laughs> it's half six? That's a lie in me. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I feel your pain. I I'm usually thing. on. Uh, you sometimes you'll wake me up and I'm I'll be at up this desk and like I wake up and my screen will just have a load of like A's going around. I'm like, oh damn it! In the middle well, of writing what, something. What do you think of Jalen Hurts? Do you think he's a player to be feared? Yeah, here we go. Yeah, but here's a good one from Lebowski. Is um, is Hurts better, or are they just rolling? <sighs> He's making he's better. better. He's he's making better. There, there's throws he wasn't able to make in the past. He's making now. Um, decision making though, that's what's got better. The decision making. That's the big one. But here's my last question, and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, predict the K Dallas Cowboys' final record at the end of the season. You get this right, you get another shot. Um, I will say that Jalen Hurts has thrown two interceptions all year. Yeah. So the decision making's there. Um, in terms of record, let's go with. Just give me the wins. I'm gonna go with thirteen and four. Thirteen I and think, four, and I one think... of those one of those losses. It's going to be one of those freak night Stupid games, games yeah. where, like, like the Titans. Yeah, we're playing a team with yeah. very little offense, a serviceable defense, uh, and it just it just doesn't click. You know, somebody somebody coughs up the ball. You know, it goes. 10 yards over Maher's head or yeah, something yeah, yeah. stupid like that. Okay. Um, so here we are. While you have a think, uh, uh, oh no, you've given me a score, but um, Lebowski's asking it's uh, so uh, we've got the Packers next straight after the bye. When got an interesting stat on that one, but you'll hear about that next week. I'm not giving stats out for the Packers game on fan run. Then it's at the Vikings. Then it's at the Giants. Then when? it's at the Colts. When? There's a lot, lot of. Uh, 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 oh no, wait. Hold on, I got that wrong. So it's at Packers, at Vikings. Mm. Then it's um, 
Giants for the Thanksgiving game. When? Then it's Colts at home. When? Then it's Houston at home. When? Then it's at Jags. That one. That might be the banana skin. Yeah, I think this. I think that the 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 one that's going to trip us up. So then we've got Eagles at home. Then oh. it's at Titans, and I believe that's the Monday night game. And that's oh. at, that's at Nissan. So that 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 will be the game. The that'll that's be the, the game, game where Derek Henry runs for three hundred yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Injured, but uh, yeah, and then uh, to finish off, then we've got the Washington game in uh, week 18. Landslide, yeah. I, I'm, I'm with this one, so okay. I'm gonna cheat a little bit. I'm gonna say your 13 and four is the ceiling. That's that's like if the, if the trajectory stays on the way it is, mm. health doesn't become too much of a concern, we're yeah. able to go through it all, yeah. So, there, yeah, 13 wins is i think definitely achievable so two more losses um so you're looking at like you say something weird like the titans game and if the washington game is in contention so possibly so like yeah 13 is the worst and i uh, the best and i think 11 is the worst so it's not that far that is so like <laughs> you, you know yeah. the, the mean is the 12 um but i think like literally you're talking like if it's ten wins, that means four wins over the over the teams I just mentioned. Like nah, no way. Like when you think Giants are in there, Colts, which are kind of like it's starting to come apart the seams a little bit. Um, you know, Jags. I I, I mean, we watched the Jags. I was with Jamie on the weekend watching the Jags, and that that team's all over the place. I mean, the the, the Texans. Uh... Did yeah, it's not happening. Any offensive talent. Well, what's ironic right. is you know we were talking about Brandon Cooks. He might not be playing tonight. <laughs> yeah, just uh it, uh you know you wonder how teams can be so void of talent. Um, teams constantly picking in the top ten. You'd think the talent would stick sooner or later. Um, he was already at the buy. They have. Yeah. 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 So now they, they, they're literally in the final stretch. But yes, that's the fan rant show. So I'm gonna make Graham do some reading. Um he's gonna do the only script reading we've got on tonight's show. Uh so take it away, Mr. Grazies. So if you're a fan if you're planning to go and see the fantastic Dallas Cowboys defense at home, <laughs> who would have who would have thought we'd have said that? Yeah. Make sure you book with Cowboys Experience, they have Meet and greet, stadium tours, game tickets, tailgating, and so much more. And because they are our main sponsor, we love them so much. If you mention UK Cowboys, you get free stuff literally for typing UK Cowboys. That's and all you have to do. That's We're not even going to give away how good it is. <laughs> Keep Make going, sure you right? also check out the, the Cowboys content. Obviously, we have no game to talk about on Sunday. So fill your, fill your Sundays and the trip up to Sundays with so many so much good content mike and uh paula doing their bit for um logging the, the the boys and we've got uh guys like big game james we've had uh cowboys fans only on the show we've had brandon uh certainly in, in the past 
when when did we last have Brandon on the show? It's been a while. Since yeah, Brandon, they took it? a little bit of a high uh, while he was moving jobs. Uh, no, not to delve dive too much and broadcast his family life, but yeah, yeah he, they, but their their show's back on the airwaves now, which is good to see. So uh, let's make sure you check that out. And um, as always, there's, there's always talking cowboys and the. Dallas 2023 travel package. Make sure you stick close to the podcast. Get yourself onto the Facebook group to hear about a lot of great stuff coming. You'll be able to fly to Dallas and see the Super Bowl champions. How good would that be? Yeah. We'll have more information on. (laughs) We'll have all information uh, on the travel package. Um... You know, as and when there's no point right now because we're still in the midst of it. Just to let you know that it's there and it's all everything is penciled in. All we've got to do is set it in stone. But thank you very much, Graham. It's been an honor to have you uh, here tonight. It's it's like a bit of a traditional show, like you know, back in season one when they'd just be like two of us and be like, Oh, yes. Graham, it's a, it's, it's a quiet, relaxing dinner date during the, the during the during the bye week. And we've been on a dinner date for real. We have. It's mm-hmm. six and two. It's all good. And we're going to humiliate the Packers next Sunday. What can be better? <laughs> well, that's it from us, guys. We'll see you all next week on Tuesday. Brian, for his post-game show, is looking to do something draftish. So we'll see what we can put together. But have a lovely weekend. Enjoy the bye. Uh, but that is it from us. And Graham, take us out, my friend. Go Texans. <laughs>